Hi, this is filmmaker and author Michael Morin. Whenever I'm not riding my bike around the Davis campus, I'm listening to 90.3 KDVS College Radio right here. FM. Cool. This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. We have a lot of ground to cover, as usual. Um, Later on, we're going to go over to Sacramento and talk to the Sacramento News and Review President and CEO Jeff Von Kainel about an, well, a little matter that I think we should bring to your attention. And we're also going to probably go to speak one, to one of our Iraqi correspondents in our second or third segment. I'm, I'm not quite sure at this point which. But let's, uh, let's open up here with some lighter fare. On the way to the airport after last week's show, I, uh, I stopped in at Evangeline's, a well-known uh, local, uh, I don't know how to describe the store, novelty item store in, in, in uh, Old Sack. Came across a book called The Funny Pages. It was got 1,473 jokes from today's funniest comedians, and this just had Radio Parallax written all over it. So we're going to start out with a few selections from that. I should mention that I'm going to try and talk about this conference I attended a little bit later in the program. Um, all doctors, or almost all doctors in California now, are having to attend um, 12 units worth of continuing education as regards pain management because it's been quite clear to the powers that be that uh, they've been so rough on doctors for prescribing uh, analgesics that um, they've they realized they'd gone way too far doctors are realizing they were getting themselves in hot water or could get themselves in hot water by treating pain and that pain was not being adequately treated in society as a whole so um, we're being now urged to go ahead and do what we're supposed to be doing which you know we would have been doing all along if the government hadn't gotten involved the way it did. But that's uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. Let's do some of these terrific jokes from the funny pages. Observation by comic Don McLean. In some parts of the country, ambulances' response times are so slow, the best thing to do is call for a pizza and get the driver to drop you off at the hospital on the way back. Quote from Craig Kilborn. A Texas town has banned the Harry Potter books because they glorify magic and learning to read. Item from Jeff Shaw should resonate with our student population here at UC Davis. I like flipping through my mom's photo albums. I enjoy seeing what I looked like as a baby and what my apartment furniture looked like new. Here's a classic from Jay Leno. I've never understood why women love cats. Cats are independent. They don't listen. They don't come in when you call. They like to stay out all night, and when they're home, they like to be left alone and sleep. In other words, every quality that women hate in a man, they love in a cat. Quote from Robin Williams, We men are driven to meet Miss Wright, or at least Miss Wright now. Which is countered by Rita Rudner's, When I eventually met Mr. Wright, I had no idea that his first name was Always. Rita Rudner's a pretty funny lady. Here's another one from her. What are men wearing? Why do they think women like horse saddles and pine sap? 
If a man wanted me to follow him down the street, he should be wearing something called butter cookie, or even better, croissant. My favorite from Rita. How come if you mix flour and water together, you get glue? And when you add eggs and sugar, you get cake. Where did the glue go? Here's one I'm sure my friend Franz will appreciate from Emo Phillips. Capital punishment turns the state into a murderer, but imprisonment for life turns the state into a gay dungeon master. And of course, we have to include our good friend Rodney Dangerfield. I don't get no respect. I joined Gamblers Anonymous. They gave me two to one. I don't make it. And let's close with one from Conan O'Brien. Scientists have located the gene that causes alcoholism. They found it at a party talking too loudly. We probably should clarify something we said on last week's show. I think we may have added six and seven together and gotten 14. Uh, I'm not sure what the wording was, but the uh, the flying saucer, known as the Huygens spacecraft, currently orbiting um, the planet Saturn, is due to collide with the atmosphere of Saturn's large moon Titan tomorrow, the 14th. And we're going to try and have a follow-up report for you with some folks at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory down in Pasadena. Although this is not a JPL enterprise, it's run by the European Space Agency. We're going to do what we can to, uh, to uh, fill you in on, on um, the insider's perspective. I don't know whether you noticed this item. 84-year-old Mickey Rooney, who we mentioned, we mentioned Mickey Rooney on last week's show, and he turns up in the news. The Fox Network has rejected Mickey Rooney's Super Bowl ad during which the 84-year-old comedian was to bare his bottom in an airborne cold remedy commercial uh, in the wake of the so-called wardrobe malfunction of Janet Jackson last year's decided that, that the aging comedian's buttocks would apparently be too risque for the American public to view. There was a fairly hilarious picture of Mickey Rooney in the news showing him with a towel around his waist. I wonder if we get Mickey Rooney for this show. I think we're going to try. And speaking of Fox News, uh, which is our, one of our perennial favorites here at Radio Parallax, I, I noticed in the Walter Scott's personality parade a few weeks back, a little item that I've been saving, uh, someone wrote in and said, Is Lori Dew of the Fox News Channel just another pretty face, or is she a real journalist? Answer, Do, 36, may look like a Barbie doll, but the former CNN and MSNBC anchor has the curiosity and drive of a real journalist. Real journalist being in quotation marks. She could be sitting in a New York studio reading headlines, but Do begged to be sent to an overseas hotspot. She got her wish and now reports from Israel. When you travel to other countries, they call people like this newsreaders. In America, we confuse them with, quote, real journalists, unquote. And uh, this item has got to be a milestone in phony baloney journalism. Uh, I'm quoting from that, uh, that, that bastion of, of, of fine writing, uh, USA Today, which actually covered this story pretty well. Quote, seeking to build support among black families for its education reform law, the Bush administration paid a prominent black pundit 
to promote the law on his nationally syndicated television show and to urge other black journalists to do the same. The campaign, part of an effort to promote No Child Left Behind, required commentator Armstrong Williams to, quote, regularly comment on NCLB during the course of his broadcasts. They actually drew up a contract with him. Williams said last week he understands the critics could find the arrangement unethical, but, quote, I wanted to do it because it's something I believe in, unquote. They quoted a man named Bob Steele, a media ethics expert at the Pointner Institute for Media Studies, saying, I respect Mr. Williams' statement that this is something he believes in, but I would suggest that his commitment to that belief is best exercised through his excellent professional work rather than through contractual obligations with outsiders who are, quite clearly, trying to influence content. Williams, apparently a 45, is a former aide to U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Uncle Thomas and is one of the top black conservative voices in the nation. He hosts The Right Side on television and radio, apparently works for Sinclair Broadcasting, which we've, we've talked about previously, and he writes op-ed pieces for newspapers, including USA Today, which is why I guess they gave this uh, some prominence. He also runs a public relations firm, Graham Williams Group. Now, bless their hearts at USA Today, they obtained the contract through the Freedom of Information Act, a request through the F, uh, FOIA, and which they found shows that the Education Department, through the Ketchum public relations firm, arranged with Williams to use contacts with America's Black Forum, which is a group of black journalists, to encourage the producers to periodically address the No Child Left Behind. Here's the part I like the best. Your tax dollars at work. Apparently, the Education Department of the Bush administration uh, had this contract as part of a $1 million deal with uh, Ketchum Public Relations that produced, quote, video news releases, unquote. These are prepackaged news stories that are sent to TV and radio stations that look like news reports. And a lot of times, they are just simply presented as is, as if they were put together by the news team. The Bush administration used similar releases last year to promote its Medicare prescription drug plan, prompting a scolding from the Government Accountability Office, which called them an illegal use of taxpayer dollars. That's right. Your tax dollars are being used to sign contracts with so-called journalists, so-called media figures, to promote the government policy. It's right there in the contract, and they're spending a million dollars to produce prepackaged, phony baloney news reporting that is aimed at being put out on the airwaves as is, as legitimate news reporting. Scary times we're leading in. And I liked a little follow-up story. Remember that guy, that guy uh, that got kidnapped, Wasef Ali Hassoun, uh, turned up missing in Iraq and later was uh, uh, re- failed to report for duty last June 20th. A week later, the Arabic news network Al Jazeera broadcast a photo of him looking as if he were a hostage, blindfolded and with a sword behind his neck. He then surfaced a couple weeks later in Beirut. Well, people doubted that story at the time. Uh, it looked a little packaged. Talk about your package news. And it turned out that he's been now charged with desertion. After this time, apparently failing to return from a holiday leave. Now, does it strike you as odd that foreign nationals like uh, like Wasif Ali Hassoun are able to join the U.S. military? Apparently, all around the world, 
the Pentagon opens up its arms to foreign nationals to join the U.S. military as a way of obtaining U.S. citizenship. Did you know that? I didn't know that either till, uh, till one of our uh, legal correspondents, Stuart Gardner, so informed me. We're going to have to bring Stuart on uh, to talk about what he knows because this is, a, this is a surprise to me. In the mail yesterday, I received a solicitation from uh, the Special Olympics people. And it got me thinking about how the Special Olympics uh, was started in honor of Rosemary Kennedy, John F. Kennedy's sister, who passed away uh, in the last week. Um, it was reported in the press that she was mentally retarded. But it's actually, uh, it's actually quite, quite a terrible story. Um, Rosemary Kennedy may have been a bit slow. She may have had a mild learning disability, but she was in most ways a rather frisky young woman and, and pretty much normal. Unfortunately, with the fear that her, uh, her being perhaps a bit slow may lead to scandal, Joe Kennedy, without consulting his wife, arranged for a new surgical procedure to be performed on her in 1941 when she was 23 years of age, something which uh, the inventor of which had won the Nobel Prize. This was the lobotomy, uh, which resulted, of course, as lobotomies did, in a rather devastating loss of personality and ability to the person by the fact that it basically separated one part of the brain from the rest of the brain. She had to be institutionalized afterwards and, of course, was never able to lead a remotely normal life. Um, The First Lady of California, Maria Shriver's mother, actually uh, was sort of the designated uh, care person who who looked after Rosemary for, for all these many years. It's, uh, it's quite a black mark on the record of Joe Kennedy and, and something which itself was a bit of a scandal. The unfortunate episode did lead to a, a lot of effort, particularly during the Kennedy administration and afterwards, to, to better understand the phenomenon of, of mental retardation. And um, um, among the things that, that arose from her case was the Special Olympics. It's worth noting that the Kennedy family has really been at the forefront of a lot of efforts to really uh, to, to lend assistance to those with mental deficiencies. What strikes me as a physician of uh, Portuguese descent is that uh, a Portuguese physician won the Nobel Prize for, uh, for the lobotomy. Um, you know, in future programs, uh, we're going to have to take a look back at, at, at the prize, the Nobel Prize. It pretty much um, it makes you uh, a person of some consequence to receive one. And there have been some awards in the past that uh, were some rather poor choices. My choice for the worst selection ever by the Nobel Committee had to be uh, the award for the lobotomy. I don't know that you've heard about this item, but it's been uh, spread around through numerous emails. A lot of folks are proposing that in protest, well, to, to a number of things, probably first and foremost, the $40 million they're going to spend on the, uh, the Bush inauguration on January 20th, that um, people are proposing that, that the country go on strike, a powerful uh, a symbolic gesture, and then it's proposed that on January 20th, next Thursday, that you don't spend one dime. It's being labeled uh, not one dime day in America and uh, suggests that those who oppose what's happening uh, in our name in Iraq can speak up with a 24-hour national boycott of all forms of consumer spending. I think that's something you should give thought to. Uh, Next Thursday will be the 20th, and um, you you might want to pencil it in on your calendar to see what you can do to not spend one dime in protest for things that you don't like. You know, $40 million might buy a lot of equipment over there in Iraq to better protect our, our soldiers who are being put in harm's way. 
but uh, instead we're spending it on a party. So yeah, I think this is a worthy protest. We would like to officially offer a toast to California Senator Barbara Boxer for joining in various members of the United States uh, House of Representatives in challenging the electoral count on January 6th. Um, Of course, it was a rather futile gesture. Uh, All it meant was that Vice President Dick Cheney uh, then ordered the Senate and House to go debate how they were going to vote. And uh, by a rather crushing margin, the House voted 276 to 31 to certify the electoral votes of Ohio and the rest of the nation. And 74 to 1 in the Senate, Barbara Boxer being the only dissenting vote. John Kerry uh, apparently was not available. He was out of the country over in Iraq thanking troops for their service. Uh, This kind of reminds me of of the Robert Frost description of a liberal as being a person who's so broad-minded he's not willing to take his own side in an argument. There was coverage on this. Uh, Let's see. USA Today. Headline, Dems protest alleged voting irregularities. Uh, CNN.com had the following quote, which kind of blew my mind. Uh, They found a Republican spokesman dismissing the effort as a stunt, noting that specific allegations of voting problems in Ohio have been investigated by journalists, and the Republicans said, found to be untrue. Okay, which journalists were those? I mean, we, we've been following the story here, you know, to whatever degree the public seems to be interested in it, which doesn't seem to be that much, uh, about voting irregularities in Florida, in Ohio, and the fact that, uh, you know, people like Beverly Harris of Black Box Voting, Greg Pallast, uh, investigative journalist, are looking into the fact that, uh, you know, it's a bit of a curiosity that states like Nevada, Iowa, Colorado, New Mexico... Florida, Ohio, all had Kerry leads in, uh, in the exit polling, and, and uh, he succeeded in winning none of the above. Seven states where Kerry was leading, all of which saw him go down to defeat. In Ukraine, when that happened, the whole world looked and said, oh, oh that's obviously a fraudulent election. I don't know. If, if nobody really seems to care, then I guess we're going to wind up getting the government we deserve. But uh, I, I don't know who these journalists the Republicans were citing were because very few vo- voices out there in journalism were even paying attention to the, uh, the hearings uh, by, by Representative Conyers that were coming up with story after story with video footage to document it of irregularities all across the state, which, you know, could have easily swung 100,000 votes. Keeping in mind, Bush won the state by 118,000 votes. And another CNN.com, possibly not uh, unrelated story. CBS News has ousted four employees over its 60 Minutes Wednesday report about President Bush's National Guard service. Now, keep in mind that in the story, CBS bought into some phony documents about uh, about um, George Bush's uh, absence from the Alabama National Guard. But the story itself was never discredited. No one has ever to this date, despite a $10,000 reward offered by Gary Trudeau of Doonesbury fame and others, for anyone who can come forward and verify that George Bush fulfilled his National Guard obligations. Well, George disappeared and went to work on an election campaign of a Winton Blount, a friend of his dad's, someone from the Nixon administration, 
and pretty much blew off his National Guard service. I don't think anyone faced with the prospect of being sent off to Iraq today will offer as an excuse, I'd rather go work on a political campaign of a friend of my dad's. I just don't think that's going to get you out of duty over in, on, in Fallujah at the present time. <sighs> but anyway, uh, 60 Minutes is firing people for getting the story wrong. I think my blood pressure is rising. It's a good time for a break. You're listening to KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. This is Radio Parallax, and I'm your host, Douglas Everett. Stay tuned. <laughs> 